Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. Uh, today we have a special guest, uh, David Coger. David is owner-operator of the Trackside Pizza in Osgood, Indiana. So, Dave, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Larry. It's so nice to be here and get to see you. Yeah, it's it's this can be fun. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, uh, David, where were you um, born? Grade school and high school. Oh gosh, I, Larry, I was born in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, Durban County Hospital, way back in 1959. Yeah. And um, that's when I, was, I joined the army. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I you, you got me a couple years, but <laughs> I was raised on the, our family farm that my grandpa bought back during the depression. And in fact, Larry, I'm kind of deep-rooted, so I actually still live on the family farm. And um, there was two houses on our, our farm there, and my mom and dad had one, and my grandpa and grandma mm -hmm. had another one. And it was only about, oh, four or 500 feet apart, so I could go back and forth and see my grandma and grandpa. But I ended up kind of staying in my grandma's house all through high school and uh, ended up she did a lot to help raise me but then uh, she got a little older and in the wheelchair so yeah. I tried to do a lot to help her too so uh, that's kind of where I grew what, up. Was it dairy farm? Or no it was just a uh, it just one of the older farms had beef cattle on okay. it and stuff it was just uh, 80 acres there, okay. so it wasn't real big. Yeah. No, yeah. No. So you, I presume you went to grade school and high school? Oh, school. yeah. I went to the little uh, Holton Elementary way back in the day. And actually back then, I don't know why, but they let you start school pretty young. We didn't have preschool, and I know yeah. you didn't either. But I was in the first grade at four years old. Oh, my. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I turned five uh, when I was a first grader and then uh, went to Holton through junior high and then went uh, to the big school of South Ripley. They wow. were for sales. So, okay. Yeah. So when you were in high school, uh, did you have any idea what you want to do with your life or after after school, or did you think about college or just jumping into the workforce or what? Well, I grew up working, yeah. you know, when you live on a, a little farm, and we didn't have much, Larry. You know, I, my grandma would get me up early in the morning at daylight and have me out in the garden, hoeing in the garden yeah. at five years old. Oh, of course... God. I had a, you know, I didn't do everything just like she did. But anyway, so I learned to work at a young, young age. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of carried that all through my high school. And, and um, when, when I was about 13, I started cleaning rooms at the old vocational school. And I rode my bicycle to school to work carrying mm -hmm. my lunch bucket is only about three miles yeah. and then I'd ride home of course I obviously had no license and no transportation so it didn't matter but I was able to get to there to clean rooms and stuff so 
and then actually I worked there when I was a senior. I was still working after school. And then in August or October of my senior year, 1976, uh, UPS was hiring loaders and unloaders. And I applied and I got on as an unloader in October and I just turned 17. Well, that's so, hard work. Yeah. And so I got up at uh, 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning and went to work loading and unloading trucks at yeah. UPS. And then when I got off air, I went to school all day. And then after school, I swept rooms at the old wow. vocational school until track season started. And then I quit the vocational mm -hmm. school because I was in track and field mm -hmm. back in the day. But, yeah, I kind of grew up learning how to work and work yeah. hard. And not just me, uh, a lot of people oh, our age. Uh, that's, that's what we knew. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't have anybody to wait on us. We had to learn to wait on ourselves yeah. and do things on our own. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you're, when did you go full-time with UPS? Well, I wasn't able to actually go full-time until I was about 26 because when I graduated high school in 1977, the economy wasn't all that. Yeah. You know, it was before Reagan became president. And UPS was kind of stagnant as well as a lot of other businesses. Mm -hmm. And um, then Reagan became president and he got the economy going better and UPS started growing. And not just myself, but they hired a lot of us part-timers in, into full-time mm -hmm. and driving in 1985 and 86 back then so i became a young driver and uh, spent almost 35 years at ups wow. and, and retired in 2011. So, wow yeah. well, i know uh doesn't I, I and i'm trying to think it wasn't watson was somebody else uh, or it might have been a fedex driver and they all retired at 30 years because they said that the pension didn't really grow enough at 35 years for them to, to stay that long. Yeah. Is that true? Or? Back then, that was true. Okay. It, it didn't really grow a whole okay. lot. But most of us that retired, I was 52 when I retired from UPS. Wow. And I'm really thankful yeah. for my job. You know, it helped me raise my kids and take care of my family, and I'm so thankful for it. Now, but, how many uh, kids do you have? Four. Yeah, four kids. Uh, how long have you and your wife been married? Well, I'm not actually uh, not actually married okay. now, but um, I, had a, I have a son who lives out in Dillsboro that has three kids. Okay. And then I have a daughter in Denver. I have a daughter in San Diego. And then my youngest daughter is still at home, and she is a, a junior at the University of Louisville in the RM program. Oh, that's Lydia. great. That's great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, just as a side note, uh, Nancy's retired RM. Uh, Matt's wife, Jill, is an operating room RM at the hospital. Their daughter, Meg, 
is an RN that could see him. But what she did, she took a uh, job as a traveling nurse for 13 weeks. The money is insane. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Besides an incredible hourly wage, and she could have worked all the overtime she wanted, she got a $3,000-a-month stipend for living expenses. And if she would have went to some shithole like Los Angeles or New York City, it would have been 7000 a month. And that's something. So, I mean, but she did for 13 weeks. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if she'll ever do that again. I think she's... Uh, 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 she's she's probably gonna uh, I think uh, hope with I hope she sticks around but uh, I and I had I had them all on one time on a podcast you know three di- three generations of nurses and they were all except Meg was all ready to go I had to do some arm twisting for my wife and my daughter-in-law but once they got on you couldn't shut them up oh <laughs> you know Larry from what I've seen the nurses they earn every cent oh. and more they run their tails off and what they gotta do and put up with and lift and got you know somebody heavy and it's oh. hard on their backs and oh, yeah. they earn they earn everything and more than yeah. they well, you know, my, my, my wife, we go out once a month with some of the girls she graduated with from Good Sam. And a couple guys are there. Most of them are widows. But, uh, you know, women historically outlive the men. So, And, and uh, it, it's really fun. But the thing is, uh, there's something about nurse that are used to being around stuff and uh, just to give you an example, uh, I I used to use this building for storage of extra extra bikes because their original shop was very small. So uh, I had a Chevy pickup truck that was snowing, and I was going to bring one up to work. I think Matt had sold the. The last one we had the other day, I said, I'll bring one up. And we had several of them in here. And unbeknownst to me, GM had a recall on straps for the when you dropped the, yeah. <laughs> on the pickup. Yeah. So I've got, my, I've got my little ramp. I'm driving an ATV up on it. The left strap broke. Flipped me. The ATV missed my head by about maybe a foot and a half or so. So anyway, I hit my head, bleeding like a stuck pig. So I'm kind of dizzy. I'm walking over to the house. Nancy's on the phone. Go in. I got blood running down. She looks at me and she says, what the hell did you do now? (laughs) She's used to it with you, and <laughs> just from being a nurse, she's told this kind of crap. Yeah. So, so she walked over, looked at. She said, "Okay, well, let me get my coat. You need stitches." I said, well, "Do I realize it? you need stitches?" So, she took me in there. But uh, you know, it's just like uh, 
Now, if it was something that happened to a kid or a grandkid or anything like that, I'm sure she, she'd still be calm, but she'd be nervous on the inside. But nurses are so used to just doing a little bit of everything, and you, you never know what's coming into the hospital. It, it's a tremendous profession, but... Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. From what I see, they yeah. they sure earn their money yep. getting yeah, on their absolutely. feet on that concrete and yeah. tile and stuff. So, yeah. but you're right. It's yeah. a hard hard profession. Yeah. So when when you uh, retired from UPS, did you just sit back and do a little farming for a while? Or? No, gosh, Larry. You and I grew up working our rear ends <laughs> off. I went to work when I retired. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're trying to work out. That's, all, that's, that's what we knew. Oh, I know. You I, know, there's... I, I started delivering papers when I was 10 years old. So, yeah. you know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> when, when we have work instilled in us, you know, it's hard to set back and not do anything and I know you've worked your rear yeah. off all your life yeah. and and I I want to do something to keep myself going as long as I can but when I retired in 2011 I had that old building up there in Osgood and I went in there and redid it and started trackside oh, pizza. Oh, you did that one? Yeah. Wait, 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 I have to apologize. You're hearing a little bit of background noise. The furnace just kicked on. <laughs> so, okay. So, you actually, uh, how long did it take you to re to modernize and to well, do the work? Well, I, I worked on it for about eight months off and on, uh, and along with doing a few other tasks. And then we opened it up in August of 2012. Uh, we started out with, I believe, 12 employees at the time. And wow. I think now we're up to about 16 on the payroll. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, and a lot of them's part-time. Yeah, they're, oh, they're sure. Ki there's kids and stuff, so. Well, you, well, you know uh, Steve Harmeyer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've had Steve on a couple of times. He's really, really a good guy. And he, 812, I, you know, that's one of the first things I woke up in the morning. Yes. Uh, but uh, Steve, you know, he used to be a program director at WLWT, and he's had a, he's had a diverse background, and he suggested that I call you. Mm -hmm. he, and he said something about that uh, you try and help some of the kids out when they go to college. So, yeah, back yeah. in... Back in 2021, I guess this is the fourth year, so at Trackside, we, we started what is called a Trackside Employee Scholarship Program. Okay. And in that scholarship program, we try to get kids, and we've had them work, and I know we're only allowed to work them so much, at sure. 14. So some of them have started as young as 14 and spent their whole high school career helping us at trackside. So, you know, for them helping us, we need to do something to help right. them. So we started this scholarship program. And if you would work two years of your high school um, 
your high school career at Trackside will give you a thousand dollars. And if you, as a scholarship, when you when you graduate to head to college, if you work four years, we'll give you two thousand dollars. So I started that program, and I'm so proud of that, Larry. Oh, we great. have we have been able to give. Um, let's see, there's four. I believe 11 kids so far scholarships, and each one of them is that, as far as I know, are still in school or graduated and moved on. And just to be a part of their life yeah. and to help them move along a little bit and start their life is quite an honor. Oh, absolutely. It is. It is really. And not just the scholarship program, but just having them come in and work for us. A lot of these kids come from broken homes, Larry. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. And sometimes things happen for a reason. You mm -hmm. know that? So maybe somebody will walk in the door and they'll ask for a job. And, you know, I don't know anything about them or their background. But if they come to work for us, then we we find out a lot and we just had a girl that uh, uh, she lived in a little town Napoleon and she moved her and her mom was not getting along but excellent employee but she was really lost when she came and she's a senior and we just lost her right before Christmas she moved to Michigan but my gosh she grew so much yeah. while she was at Trackside, and we just love on her and try to teach her, you know, things that's going to help her in life, mm -hmm. not hurt her. Yeah. But what a super, super smart young lady this gal was. And, you know, we just about teared up when we was yeah. losing her because yeah. she was in line to get one of the $2,000 scholarships, but here she had to move off to Michigan. But I'm so thankful, Larry. We've had at least five valedictorians that have worked wow. for us, and we're so proud of each oh, and every one. That's great. And they've all received scholarships. Not that it's a lot of money going to college. No, it helps. Yeah, every, every little bit, bit helps. helps. But you and I, we both know how expensive college is, but if we can just kind of help them along just a little bit, what joy it brings to yeah. us to well, know that we we actually help in yeah. building that person a little bit. Well, what was really interesting when I had the uh, I had uh, six senior podcasts from Oldenburg, three three seniors on each one. And, I have three of them from Batesville High School, three on each one of the podcasts. Well, one from Batesville High and one from Oldenburg Academy, they were Lilly scholars. They got a scholarship. Now, Lilly, any school that they decide to go to in the state, uh, they pay them all four years for everything plus 900 bucks a year for books that they give them. The one girl, one of the 
schools on her list that she might go to. Uh, I can't remember if it was from high school or the academy, but one more was thinking about Notre Dame. You know how much Notre Dame is? Oh, my. 81000 a year. My gosh. <laughs> oh, I mean, isn't that something? Yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, the, the, the cost of school is just going crazy. Yeah. And the thing that I learned from uh, Andy Allen's the principal of the local high school, and at, at the academy, like 99% of the students all go on to college. But the high school, they have a 70-30 mix, and I think that's perfect as far as, because one of the, one of the young guys uh, that was on from the high school, we're talking and said, okay, what's, what's your plan after graduation? So you're going to college. Oh, he says, I'm, he said, right now, he says, I've been uh, working through the program they have at the high school at um, a company here, here in town, Woodmiser, uh, as a welder. Oh, really? So, so, well, how, how, uh, how many hours do you have in class? Oh, he said, I'm only in school about nine hours a week. Wow. So when he's done with school, there's no debt. There's no nothing. Right. He goes right to a full-time welder at Woodmiser. Larry, that's so good. I, I, I mean, and uh, and then by the same token, I asked the teacher, uh, Jason Walking. I said, hey, Jason, is there anyone at the academy that's not a National Honor Scholar? Well, I said, I don't know, maybe. I said, any of these 18 that you go, they all know they're all national scholars. It's yeah. like, well, what do you expect? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it, it's amazing. But the two, the, the school system here in Batesville with the parochial school and the, uh, the middle school, elementary, high school, the Batesville High, it's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, and uh, when I was a kid growing up in Price Hill, uh, I went to St. William's Parochial School, and I mean, we had, I think we had 61 in our eighth grade class, two different classes. Uh-huh. I think they've only got 250 students now. Wow. So, you know, without government money, they yeah. couldn't keep it open. So. My, my daughter, Danielle, actually graduated from Oldenburg back in, I believe it was 18, and then she went on to IU and graduated from there, and she lives in San Diego. And um, But, yeah, I'll never forget what she said when, when she went to Oldenburg as a junior. After about two weeks there, she come home, and she said, Dad, I said, what, Daniel? They make you learn at Oldenburg. (laughs) That's, yeah. And she did very well. And I remember going to the graduation uh, ceremony there, 
And I believe there was like 56 in her class and like 54 of them was going to college. Yeah, yeah. That's well, so good. That's what my, my oldest daughter, uh, she graduated. Well, all three of the girls graduated from uh, the academy. And my oldest daughter was uh, got a, a honor, an Indian honor scholar thing that uh, she spent six six weeks in Guadalajara, maybe it was two months, in Guadalajara, Mexico, uh, on a program. There's only 10 in the state that, yeah. that got to do this. And uh, she wasn't allowed to speak or read anything in English while she was there. Wow. And she went on to teach at the academy for a couple years. And she actually had in one year three students to get that Indian Honors Program and go go to Mexico for that, and then she's been uh, she's been head of the language department at Mount Notre Dame in Cincinnati for I don't know how many years. But she, that good? So, but it, it's uh, it, it, I think it's great. And you know, like, do you know Cecil Eisen? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I think every Tuesday. I mean, he does a lot for the community. Yeah. But I think every Tuesday, a portion of his receipts go to the VFW to pay off their mortgage. Isn't that good? Yeah. It's and so, so good. Yeah. But. And he's a, I mean, he's a, but he's a good guy. We. Yeah. I I had uh, I did three years with Classic, and I did one year with Cecil. I wanted to spread it around, but uh, for four years. Uh, Back when COVID started, my wife and I were in a car to get shots. It was just freezing. And volunteer nurses and people out there, and they had a little coffee pot. And yeah. You know, they jab you, and you go, go on your way. Right. And I said, well, I, what, a, what a job they've got there. Just cold and everything. So that year, we sent out pizzas to every shift on the hospital, all the uh, respiratory service, everything. And, That's amazing. Uh, and we did, so we did that three years with Classic. And then last year, oh, and we also did, you know, fire department, police department, all that stuff. Right. But uh, last year, we sent out, I'm trying to think, with Cecil, because we included a... Uh, Faculty, all the schools. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. It was maybe, maybe, two or three hundred pizzas. That's so good. <laughs> you, you know, Larry, you and I both know. The more we give, the more we get back. On, oh, and it it never fails. It it has never, just like when I write my my tithes for church every Sunday. Mm. That's the most important check I write all week. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me a bit. I put it in the offering plate. And I know, I know I'm going to get that back. Well, sure. I yeah. never question that. No. It is it is an investment that I know I'm going to get yeah. back. And it never fails. Yeah. It comes back to me, not not a little bit, but a lot. Yeah. 
And a lot of time, it may not even be monetary. Yeah. It may be something that I, I've done for somebody or something, some kind of a word of encouragement or somebody come up, say, Dave, remember that time you and I sat down and we talked about this and that? You know, I've never forgot it. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, getting older, Larry, has made me realize that I really need to invest in people that's oh, coming behind me. Not only my kids, yeah. but those who help us at trackside, just friends and neighbors. If yeah. there's anything that I can teach them that I've had to learn the easy way or the hard way, and mm -hmm. of course, you and I and a lot of us have learned a lot the hard way, that could pass along that would help them in their lives yeah. and better their lives. That's important to me that I do that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm supposed to do. Well, you know, I, I've never seen a Brinks truck follow a hearse. No, <laughs> you're never going to. And, you know, we can we can have our all kinds of money in that, yeah. but that's not what people will remember us no. by. They're going to remember us yeah. by... Hey, you remember when Larry taught me this and gave yeah. me some advice on that? Or, you know, that's what they yeah, remember. Absolutely. Just like yeah. years and years ago when I first met you, I still remembered how how you laughed and yeah. you just you had the friendly atmosphere. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's good yeah. stuff. I've carried that with me for years. Yeah. And I think I first met you back in... 89 or Some, 90, there, yeah. somewhere back then. Yeah. Yeah. You're still the same. Well, you still got that, that friendly <laughs> atmosphere. You yeah. like to laugh. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, as you continue to get older, and basically, you know, we're on the back nine, my wife and I. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've always lived by, and I've said this before, and uh, it's even on the back of my book, but uh, faith, family, friends, country, everything else is background music. And number one is faith. Oh, absolutely. I live by faith every day. Yeah. That is, that's how we're supposed to live. Well, right? sure. I mean, because nobody ever walked out of here. No, <laughs> so no. We, there, there's going to be a day of reckoning. You right. know, and I, I, uh, I, I put on Facebook, I, I hit so many uh, well-wishers for my birthday. And I said, well, at 5 o'clock, let's raise a glass to my favorite toast, my favorite Irish toast. I said, may we all live to be 100 plus one year to repent, and then I add it. For me, it might be two. <laughs> oh, well. But gosh, faith is so important in oh, all of our absolutely. lives. And you mentioned in that, Larry, I, I tried some of the young kids, let them know how important faith is. Some of them don't, has 
never been in a church, right. never had anybody talk to them about faith, don't even understand it. Right. But I try yeah. to teach them a little bit. And I try to use myself as an example and give them examples on how I live on faith. But gosh, just like you said, it's number one in your book. Yeah. It's number one in my life. Absolutely. It and, is. And you know, because, uh, you know, and, and the thing is, uh, you know, I was, I've been Roman Catholic all my life, but it doesn't make any difference what religion you belong to. It's just, <laughs> it, and, and a lot of people uh, that, that really have never been exposed to any type of religion. I'm I'm a firm believer if they live a good life, they're still going to wind up in heaven. Well, see, that's because they don't know any, they don't know any difference. Yeah, I'm like you, Larry. I don't think it matters what religion we right. are. In the end, we're all trying to get to the same place. Absolutely, and it. You know, we may have a few different beliefs. I mean, that might be, I might still be around this long because God doesn't know what the hell he wants to do with me. <laughs> well, well, he's probably using you right now and you don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's one of my, you know, I, I talk to God all the time. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, God, I don't know what you want me to do today, but somehow just beat it in my brain and I'll try to do it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, you know, and and the thing is, a, a lot of the a lot of the younger people today, they're 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 so wrapped up, and I mean they're just busy all the time, but uh, too much emphasis on the playing. You yeah. know, you you gotta uh, there there's to me, and even before I got to this age. There's, it's awful nice just to sit down and relax and uh, read a book, watch television, just do something. You don't have to be on the go all the time. Right. A lot of these young kids, they're, they're, and I was kind of the same way. But you know, yeah. before we got before we got married, uh, just I, I had all this energy, but you got to reflect sometimes on. Well, you know where you've been and where you're going, right? And if yeah. you don't do that, yeah. Especially if if you don't know where you've been, it's like it's like playing the stock market. You got, you also have to look at a fund or a stock. If you have to know where it's been before, where it is now, and then you do do a research on where it's going before you spend any money on it. So. Yeah. And boy, do we learn from where we have been. Absolutely. We've really been educated. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the things where I've been, I definitely do not want to go back to. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. uh, as anybody else, I've had ups and downs in my oh, life. Sure. And trial after trial after trial. It's kind of funny, Larry. Some of those trials that I went through in my life, man, they hurt. Yeah. Boy, they hurt bad. Yeah. I remember one time I was just begging and begging and begging God to, hey, 
please don't give me any more trials. Mm -hmm. Well, after time went on, I realized what a dumb prayer that was. Mm -hmm. Because from each one of those hard trials, and I had some hard ones, and I needed them, and I didn't even know I needed them, but I grew so much from those hard trials. And I never would be where I am today if I didn't go through some of yeah. those trials. Well, you know, I've had a lot of people, a lot of family members, uh, like they'll call, they'll call my wife Nancy for anything to do with the heart. So. But for business or for stock market, anything else, they'll call me or if it's a job problem. And... Uh, uh, Recently, um, I, I, I shouldn't mention. It so uh, one of one of my children that uh, does got a high powered job, but so much pressure on her, and the company's, uh, you know, they're making cuts that make it just. There's not enough hours in a day. So anyway, we were talking, and uh, I said, you know what. It's not life-threatening. You know, it's not too many more years to go that you'll be retiring. Right. And I said, and and if you ever really think you got it tough, just go walk through a nursing home. <laughs> I said, that's what tough is. This uh, th this crap here, anything, you know, you, you're never going to starve. You know, you you you're no matter what happens. And you can do what you can do, but it's not that important. And not 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 in this great game of life. That's just secondary stuff. You're exactly right, Larry. You know, when I was a UPS driver, and I used to deliver to the nursing homes. Um, I think back, and I would go in. You know, you would see people in wheelchairs uh. and sitting around and. It's Don't know just, where they're at. Yes. Yeah. And many times they would just beg you, could you please take me with you? Yeah. And it was so disheartening. Yeah. You know, what a, what a, and my hat's off to all the, all the folks that work at the nursing homes because that's so hard. Oh. And yeah. my mom was in a nursing home uh, quite some time, but. Gosh, you really... It's, it's hard. It's, it, it is. Yeah. That's, that's hard to see in those people because many of them are, they're, no, they're, they know they're spending their last few days in, in a place where they don't have any family. Yeah. And their family or their nurses, their caretakers, and that's, um, that's hard. It's hard to see that and... Gosh. But that's what I mean, you know, uh, and and a lot of the the a lot of the young people today, uh, you know, they think they're wired differently. That they have they have problems that people my age or your age would never have had in the past because because there's so much going on. You know, to me, and I agree, nobody's wired the same, but. If you 
sit down, if you have the discipline, and you sit down and set out your life goals and how you want to get there, and don't worry about taking some kind of a depression pill or anything else. And, and some people can't avoid it. I understand that. But it, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're this so-called woke generation with these kids, you know, there's a lot of employers that they're not going to hire them because no. their attitude's so goofy that they, they know in advance they're not going to work out. Yeah. So then instead of being a great help to society, they're going to be a burden on society. You know, you saying that, Larry, reminds me of an employee we had at, at Trackside. And she was a young lady, and she was a sophomore. And when she came to work at Trackside, she seriously did not know in her mind if she was a male or a female. And we worked and worked and worked with her. And she got to where she realized she was a female. And I just seen the gentleness and the peace kind of come in her mm -hmm. when she finally figured out what she really is. But I, this generation, they got people trying to tell them that they're this and yeah. they're that and mold them into what they want them to be yeah. instead of just letting them grow up naturally yeah. and be what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, you know Paul Wanning, and and his his brother, the old UPS driver. He had, I I think he had Gary. A, yeah, Gary. Gary. Well, you know Gary died. Yes. Yeah. Well, two of his daughters worked for my son Larry at Classic Pizza. Oh. When they were in high school. Yeah. And they were really they were really good workers. Yeah. And and the reason I'm saying that we found out. Uh, the one employee, full-time employee that Larry had was so good. She was so good. And she carried on. She worked for Chris for five years at Classic Pizza. They just had a fundraiser for her husband's got stage four cancer. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, just, a, just a shame. Yeah. And uh, the real... Real nice girl. I think they've got a couple kids, but uh, and uh, uh, Shannon Wechter Gordon has uh, it's called Backroads now. It used to be Tubas, yeah. and uh, uh, they were getting a fundraiser, and uh, uh, I think they they did really well with yeah. it. It's, it's good, but yeah. you know it's just. Things happen, and I, I don't know how old Sandy is now, but she probably, uh, I don't know, maybe late 50s or something like that. But, wow. you know, it's tough tough going through stuff like that. And it's, sure uh, it is. And, you know, one thing I, I want to do while we're talking, I want to taste a piece of your pizza. Well, you go right ahead. So, That's why it's there. Yeah, so let me... Uh, uh, our, you, you want to just can I yeah just take off your okay. headset and just just a 
small piece because I love pizza. I gotta tell you about another thing when you come back. <laughs> uh, one of our, you know, one of our um, website or one of our podcasts we do. Oh my goodness. Okay. One of our podcasts we do. Uh, beer uh, tasting. Uh, here's our breadsticks. Oh, okay. Here, look. So you get. Oh I didn't bring goodness. you a plate, Larry. I should have no, brought you a okay. plate. No, that's okay. What we we do. Uh, we've been doing. Wow, that that really keeps them warm, doesn't it? It did. I was surprised. Yeah. Just, I'm just gonna try a little bias. Yeah, that's our breadsticks. And you, you said you like. Oh, they're delicious. Well, thank uh -huh. you. And there is what we call our dump truck pizza. And the reason we call it a dump truck is because we dump all the meat on it. Well, so it's a, uh, it's an all-meter. All the breadsticks are delicious. And I did not bring you a, a plate. And I oh, should have. one. And, and I got a pepperoni in, in here for you. Oh, no, well, I'm just going to. I'll eat that later, but. Okay, I'll set this back in here. And it's been setting for a little bit, so they've been made. I've had several people say how good your pizzas are. Well, that's so nice. Yeah, we we really appreciate it. it uh, that's just our, our regular crust. I didn't do... Um, oh. um, you want me to put this back in there? Yeah. You want more of it? This is delicious. Is it okay? Oh my God. Good. Oh boy. So, I just this is the dump truck, and this has pepperoni, sausage, ham, bacon. Yes, it's got all of our meat on it. Wow. It's, our, it's our all meat pizza, and yeah. Well, well it's absolutely delicious. Well, thank you so much. I apologize. I didn't bring you a plate. I never thought about no, it. That's okay. Oh. Let me ask you now on your, are you open seven days a week? No, I've, I've, I didn't want to open on Sunday because okay. I go to church on Sunday morning and that's a, that's a family day to me, Absolutely. Larry. And then Mondays being kind of a slow day, I thought, well, you know, let's just try being closed Sunday and Monday. So the good Lord's blessed me, and I've never had to be open on Sunday and Monday, and we're still able to keep our bills paid yeah. and keep the help paid, and I'm so thankful for yeah. that. So did, Now, do you serve beer there? I do not. No, no beer. I, I really didn't want much to do with it. I wanted to try to make more of a um, family you know, and, and nothing against anybody that oh, serves yeah. beer at all. Um, but we really try. When you walk in Trackside Pizza, I want to know your first name. You don't say, hey, Larry, how are you? Nice to see you. We want you to feel at home. Right. We want you to feel like you just came in and this is your family. And we really try try to make it a family, family atmosphere, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so. Well, what percent of your businesses take out delivery and, and restaurant? 
The, the dine-in is probably about 50%. You know, in, in really? the pizza industry. Wow. Yeah, in the pizza industry, a lot of it is carry-out. People like to run in real <laughs> quick and get it. But the majority of our deliveries is, of course, on Friday and Saturday night, although we deliver during the week. But most of them are Friday and Saturday. And the odd thing about people, you know, we live in a a real hurry up society so they call you up or they they order online well they want it right then it seems like people don't have very much patience and when you get a lot of calls all at once and you get spread out it kind of runs as ragged trying to get everybody delivered as quick as we can well it, it's tough and now with us being out here you know I, I did something. I, I I didn't have a frozen pizza probably for five years, but classic, or I, and I I just can't do like Domino's. I've tried, but I can't do that. But classic or icing, they're they're busy. And if we, if we want a pizza, forty five minutes to an hour most of the time. I mean it's yeah. you know I mean they're really. They're, because when we want pizza, it's usually a Saturday night. Right. Uh -huh. Or a Friday night when they're real busy. So. It seems like our peak time is like on a Friday nights from about 5 o'clock to around 8 o'clock. You know, people's yeah. getting off work and they're wanting to feed their families and this. Well, the funny thing was. Um, I decided, well, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have at least one frozen pizza in the freezer because if we want something quick, Nancy doesn't want to cook. We don't want to wait an hour. Yeah. Or I don't want to go in town. Yeah. The weather's bad and everything. Yeah. So, but I always had a problem if you put a pizza stone in the oven or anything. I'd either burn the back of it or burn the top of it. It's it just, it's yeah. not like having a restaurant pizza. Yeah. But what I did, I read up on this. Did you ever hear of a pizza Zaz? No. <laughs> this is, it's the neatest little thing I've ever seen in my life. It's real light. It has a electric burner on top and a burner on the bottom and a revolving nonstick plate that oh. holds a 12-inch frozen pizza or a 7-inch, or, or you can get a bigger one. But yeah. So I thought, well, I'm going to try this. So I got on YouTube, and we still eat. We order pizza or pick it up, but when weather's pale like this, we're just not going to do it. And right. I, I don't want somebody coming out here if our road's bad and have a wreck or anything. So I got this pizza Zaz that I got on YouTube, and they said, uh, well, DiGiorno, but the, the favorite seemed to be something called a Screaming Sicilian. Okay. So I picked up this pepperoni pizza, Screaming Sicilian, and... It's, it takes two minutes. There's no heat up or anything. And if you want it, uh, 
you can do is both burners or top or bottom. So if you if your crust is done, you want it a little more crisp on the top, you just turn off the bottom burner. But anyway, I said it, it said 15 minutes. I put on 15 minutes. It came out perfect. Isn't that it, good? it came out as close to a restaurant pizza as you could get. Yeah. Then I tried one a couple of weeks later with a DiGiorno. Because we, I mean, we got classic Brandy's Roadhouse, yeah. uh, Ison's. But again, this bad weather, we, we just don't go anyplace at yeah. our age. We don't want to. Right. And so I tried this DiGiorno. The same thing. I said for 15 minutes. It's it's idiot proof. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. mean, I and even trying to uh, to make a fresh pizza, which I gave up on trying. It seems like you're always constantly lifting up right. to see. Like you know, you got. Uh, I don't know if you have conveyor belts. I do. So yeah. I got the conveyor well, belt. I, the first time I saw that. Donnie Barnes up in Greensburg had Pizza King. Yes. In fact, he was mad because I bought Pizza King to make a classic pizza. <laughs> oh. He said, he said, you know, you you didn't pay much for it. I was going to pay more than that. And I said, would have, could have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he still has when that. He, yeah, when he set up that conveyor belt, you can't. Once you get it right, you can't mess up a pizza. No, they do pretty good. Oh, Sometimes the thickness, like a, a, a large supreme, and you get a lot piled on there, yeah. it's a little bit harder to cook all the way through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes so you might want to push it back in just for a yeah. little bit. Well, so at your, at your pizza restaurant, I, I know you have to draw more than Oscar and Napoleon. Oh, gosh. You know, Larry, we have delivered all the way in Greensburg, north of uh, BW3s, the Wolf Theaters, and that subdivision. Yeah. You know, it's hard to go that far because that's about an hour turn. But if it's a big enough order, mm-hmm. you know, you can't run up there for a large two-topping. Oh, no. You no. just take a bath on it. But if it's a big enough order, we'll go up there and, and deliver. And, um, yeah, so, and like I said, I went to, um, where I was over on, where was I today? I forgot where. St. Andrews. St. Andrews. That's, that's where I delivered before I come here. So they had three bags, and, and it was only about 22 minutes from trackside. That's all? Yeah. So Wow. Yeah. So I, I ran over and, and got them taken care of before I came here. But um, delivery, I really enjoy it because I'm kind of a people person. Yeah. So I get to see people and visit and say hi and... You know, I, you know that, that that Fiat's a neat little car. I don't know if I can get in and out of it. Too oh, well. you can do just fine. <laughs> really? There's actually more leg room in there than what really? you think, so yeah. you can move in it pretty good. But we have three of those little Fiat's, and and we kind of run the wheels off of them oh. on a Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. You know, trying to keep up. Now, when the roads are pretty slick, we got to. You know, really take her time. Oh, absolutely. So it's like anything else. Yeah, and I get pretty good gas mileage. I, yeah, I mean, about over thirty yeah. usually, av- yeah. averaging. So I've, 
I really enjoy it. But I, I did want to tell you about some of our employees at Trackside, and I feel that we do offer a pretty good product, but it, it's not because of me. It's because of our staff. We have some really good and talented people that actually work there, and we do work with the kids. And But I, I'd like to say we have uh, this one lady that's been there with us for quite some time, and she's in the Special Olympics, and she's the one that made your pizza today. And her name is Kendra, and my goodness, that girl, you just... You just get out of her way. Really? Because she is fast, and she uh, she knows what she's doing. I'll say, Kendra, you need any help? No, I got it, Dave. So I just get out. Usually she's on finish, but occasionally she goes on prep, and um, she gets her early in the morning. We cut all her vegetables up and make them fresh mm -hmm. every day. You know, that's all, all made fresh, and uh, have everything ready to go. But uh, a lot of our staff, and uh, you know, Alex, Missy, Teresa, Judy, uh, we have some of them that's my, I think Judy's 75 and Teresa's 69. So I, I probably shouldn't say their ages, but you know, I'm 64. So yeah. we're a little, little older. And I actually have a, a del delivery driver's name is, his name's Larry also. Larry, Larry's sixty-eight, so we're wow. we're two wide-headed delivery drivers out there delivering. But you know, it's so important that we do have a good staff there. And you mentioned that Lily scholarship. We did have one recipient that worked for her, um, about four or five years ago. Her name was Toria Tucker. And she received that scholarship, oh, man, and she was uh, a valedictorian, and an amazing worker, uh, good family people, and good good people. And uh, but yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm proud of the people who helps us. Yeah. I really am. And well, I'm so thankful. You got for a good crust. The sauce, the sweetness, and the sauce is just the right amount. Well, thank you. You can have. Sauce too tangy or too sweet. Yeah. This is right. Well, good. Cheese is great. Ingredients is great. That's really that is really good pizza. Well, thank you so much. That I mean, means means really... so much. And uh, you know, we we try to offer a good product. There's a lot of competition out oh, there. Yeah. You well, know. you know, I've never had a really bad pizza. It's just some are better than others. Right. Right. Because <laughs> I I've yeah. always I, I've grown up on pizza, and uh, uh, you know you heard La Rosa's. Oh pizza. gosh, excellent! Well, excellent. I'll tell you a story about that, and, and you'll sit and read when you read my book. You'll read about it, but uh, it started out as Papa Gino's, and Buddy La Rosa had two partners, and Buddy wanted to buy the car wash next to him, expand it, and Sal and his other partners said no, so they wound up with. Papa Gino's down on Queen City Avenue, one out at uh, uh, Bridgetown and or Race Road and Race Road and Harrison. So anyway, Buddy had this phenomenal memory. I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my life. He knew everybody's name, first name. Everybody came in there. Isn't that good? 
And the funny thing is, when I, I was in the canal zone, and I got a 30-day leave, I was gone, I think, for 14 months before I came home. Now, got, first thing I did was get on the phone, because I... Canal Zone wasn't famous for pizzas. You know, I'd eat a guano on a stick or something like yeah. that. But, uh, so first thing I did come home, I said, I got to have, have a little bit of pizza. So Buddy answered the phone. And I said, I want to give you an order. He said, I couldn't even finish. He said, hey, Red, when would you get back? Isn't that good? Did for, he recognize your months. voice? Yeah. That's so good. And, and the thing is... It was like that with everybody. Oh. And uh, when, when you read the book, When I Went in Business, I, I, you know, everybody knows your name, but like when I hit that service station, I couldn't remember everybody. I, I make it a point to wait on them. Yeah. They didn't have self-service gas, and I had two good mechanics in the back and, you know, wait on customers. But anyway, I tried to figure out I, how can I remember these people? There's just too many of them. There's a high-volume station. So I thought, well, I don't have Buddy LaRosa's memory, but I know one thing I can do. What I did, I got a magic marker. And, I, you know, that a lot of people pay shell credit cards. Right. So I uh, introduced myself and... Uh, I remember uh, one of the first ones I did is what this guy named was Chip Jockers, and he had a, uh, I was a baseball player, and his son was a good prospect out of college, maybe make the pros. So we, we talked for a while, and he had this uh, Cadillac Eldorado. So I took this magic marker, and I wrote Chip on the gas cap. Oh. So... The next time he come in, I flip open the gas cap before I go talk to him. I'd say, "Hey, Chip, how you doing?" Isn't that good? I did that with everybody that I, whoever told me their name, because I, there's no way I could remember them all. Uh-huh. But Buddy LaRosa never needed that. He remembered everybody. That's and, so good. Yeah, I was at a. Uh, I didn't see him one time for, and he's he's ninety three now. I think. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't see him probably for four or five years. This was after he got big and we were at a Reds game. But anyway, I had season tickets. Uh, we were sixteen rows from uh, from the uh, home plate, and I and Buddy was sitting. Oh, I don't know. Couple rows there, I, I saw him over there. He'd see me. I'm watching the game, and all of a sudden, Buddy comes over, sits down, and says, "Hey, Larry, how's your dad?" He started. I said, "Who?" Oh, he said, "I'm Brad." Larry, what's the difference? Oh my! <laughs> and, and, and I mean, he's just that that kind of a guy, and he tried to instill that in, in all the franchises that he had to. That's good. Yeah. That, that's, that helped make him what he is. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember a guy named Norman Patterson? Norman Patterson, I don't know if you know David Patterson, but anyway, Norman, he had a little strip mall, and I 
believe it was up there where you're talking about, somewhere in the Western Hills area. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, Norman had um, a vegetable market and stuff way back when Buddy was a little kid. So Norman, one day he had a guy walk up to him and ask for a job, and it was Buddy. So Buddy went to work for Norman in that little vegetable market. And then Norman, in his little strip mall, he had a vacancy, just a small little place there. And, and Buddy come to Norman and said, hey, Norman, what are you going to do with that? Well, I'm going to rent it out. And he said, I'd like to rent it. He said, well, what, do you want to, what are you going to put in there? I'd like to, my mom has got a really good pizza sauce. And I'd like to start a pizza business. That's the one out on. That's the one out on in Bridgetown. That's that was it. the Papa Gino's. Yeah, Th that's it. And there, the big fruit market was right next to it. That's who I'm talking about. And I used to go to the fruit market, but I couldn't remember the guy's name. Norman Patterson. Yeah. And Norman lives about two miles from me. He is like 91, and he just lost his wife two week or two weeks ago. But Norman has told me many times about the story of Buddy and how Norman gave him his first little place where he started yep. the yep. pizza business. And Norman would also talk about some of the the Cincinnati Red players that come up and they get, like Pete Rose was there quite often. And um, Pete called Norman on his last birthday, actually, to wish him a happy birthday. But uh, Buddy LaRosa calls uh, Norman quite often. Exactly. Yeah. I, the last time I saw Buddy, uh, one of my close friends was in the Price Hill Hall of Fame. For, we were baseball players. And anyway, <laughs> I, I was talking to Buddy. I said, you know, you, you, you shrunk. Oh. <laughs> Boy, I mean, he... He was never tall or anything, yeah. but I mean, he was so short I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's it's an age thing, I guess. I I've been fortunate. I was I was six foot tall, and, and when I got out of the eighth grade, I'm still six foot tall. Yeah, so. <laughs> Buddy is an amazing businessman and built yeah. a one of a kind. Yes, and he, it's a good good say, person. Yeah, good person. His Pizza, the, the like the one here in town. Yeah, it's nothing like it used to be. Well, and my, when you get that many friends, right? It's all about the all about the bucks. I understand. My daughter Danielle, when she was in high school, she worked for Buddy uh, in the Greendale location down there. Yeah. She worked down there for a while, and and they was good to her, and she really liked it, and she went on to college and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah, that was... and Buddy's—he's always been community oriented. Oh yeah, that really uh, with the schools and everything. In, in fact, uh, I think I think he had a fire one time, little fire, and uh, I, I forget how many students from Western Hills and Elder came down to help him clean up and everything. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a legacy. You yeah. know that yeah. he, he invests like that, and 
You know, Larry, I I learn every day, so I'm going to ask you a question. So, me being in a small community and a small pizza restaurant business, how can I invest in those who invest in us the best way? And on all the years and businesses you have seen and been in, what I tried to do. <clears throat> is pick, find out how if people need something and yes. contribute there. I've, I've tried to be more, like I've got certain charities that I, you know, like Food for the Poor, and there's an Indian school out. But before I spend any money on any charity, if they have more than an 8%, Overhead as far as wages and stuff and operating costs. I, you know, like Salvation Army's probably the the best one. The one I was really disappointed in was St. Jude because they've got almost a billion dollars in reserve. Oh my! And they're they're just not. It's not what you see on television as far as what they're doing. So right. Uh, but I, I, I've tried to stay community-oriented. I like to do things for the school. Uh, I was real, uh, two years ago, I was shocked when uh, the veterans have, on Veterans Day, they always have something at the middle school, and I was guest speaker at the yeah. middle school there. Right. And, uh, and I tr try to be active. Anything I can do community-wise. Yeah. And uh, uh, like as soon as I heard about Sandra, Sandy Orr's husband, right. I, I wrote a check. And that's, it uh, meant good. Yeah. Good for you. So That's good. It's, it's something that, uh, you know, you, you can't give away the candy store, but you can, you can sure give part of it away. Yeah. You know... Being in, and I, I know you know what I'm talking about, but it's almost daily that somebody will call or walk in trackside and say, Hey, can you sponsor this? Or would you give to this benefit or that benefit? And you, yeah, my, I'm telling you, there's a lot out there. Yeah. yeah so, and, they seem to target small businesses, they do. and it, and and it's okay. And I know it's all for a purpose and that. But being a small business, we still got to keep our lights on, yeah, and try to keep our help paid. Well, and you know, it, the best thing to do on something like that, uh, in my opinion, I've done, I did it for years, and uh, you have a couple that you do. And then you just say, "Hey, I'm tapped out." Yeah. I'm, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've got different charities. I sponsor this and this. Yeah. I, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And because when somebody really needs something that's really important, life threatening, then you got a little something to give. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, oh gosh. There's always needs of people oh, out yeah, there, and you can't you it's can't help everyone. But yeah. I've I've always made it a point that 
if I'm in a restaurant and if there's ever police fire, or you can recognize it's there, police fire department, uh, and EMS, and, yeah, and, and any clergy. Yeah. I'll make sure I buy them a meal. Yeah. So. Yeah, right there, uh, right before Christmas, the week of Christmas, we tried to give back a lot with all the the officers, the EMS, uh, the town. Yeah. We we bought it all. Yeah. They just they come in and ate, and it was all on us. My gosh, what a good feeling! Yeah. What a good feeling, yeah. Larry, just to be able to give them a little, because yeah. they all sacrifice a lot for us, yeah. and I'm so thankful for all of them. Yeah. They. Uh, and, and you know, it, you just like I say, they have to have a balance. And yeah. There's some things you have to turn down, and there's other. I mean, it. Uh, yeah. You know, again, you got a long life of how you. Well, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Sometimes I always I I wonder what my purpose in life is. Yeah. Uh, it's, Sometimes that's a that's a, a, a prayer that I pray is, you know, what what do you want me to do, God? What is my purpose in life? Yeah. What and I guess he, he pretty much leads us and just well, that's you know, I've told people in the past, I, I, I can't, I don't know what religion or anything, but the, uh, I said, you know, I. I think Nancy, my wife, I, she's going to be the second assumption because putting up with my crazy ass for 61 years. Oh, she's, she's been good to you, Larry. And good for you guys to have 61 years yeah. together. Yeah. And got a good story to tell with yeah. memories. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And, yeah. you know, the funny thing is we even had, uh, I organized, uh, this is a couple months ago, our 70th grade school reunion. And we used to have one every year, but when COVID came along, we didn't, we didn't. So now we're going to go back to every year. It's not too many of us left. And then uh, we have still have a high school reunion every five years. Yeah. And I go to a high school lunch once a month. Do you? Yeah. Think good. Go down to Aston Oaks once a month. For, oh, that's yeah. so. How many was in your graduating class? Two hundred and thirteen. Really? Yeah. I think seventy-four or something like yeah. that was in mine. And we had, uh, we know of, I think a hundred and fifteen or twenty are dead. Yeah. And we don't know where seventy-five are. So if you take that percentage. There's probably 140 or 145 dead, yeah. a lot of nursing homes. Right. Not not too many of us left. Yeah. Uh, or up in, but, and where we used to have like, years ago we'd have 25 people every, the first Tuesday of every month. Uh, now it's usually between six and 12. Yeah. So. It's so nice to get to see them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's one thing I liked about, or I like about trackside is, 
and I'm not there all the time, but sometimes when I'm there, somebody will walk in the door that I haven't seen in 40, 45, yeah. maybe close to 50 years. And that is so, so good. Yeah. Just to get to see them and visit and say hi and oh, yeah. see how they're doing. Well, that's why I have, I very seldom go up to the shop because that's the boys' thing now, you know. Right. And, because whenever I'm up there, somebody sees me and they come in and start talking. Sure. And I don't remember who uh, It's <laughs> hard are. to remember everybody's names. Yeah, yeah I mean, because I, uh, I started in that business in Batesville in uh, 1980. So you can, if you can imagine the number of motorcycles, ATVs sure. that I sold over the years, and the number of people. Yeah, it's you just can't remember that. Yeah, I'm not buddy Rosa. They remember <laughs> you though. Yeah, well, yeah. You always they, you have the tendency to do that. Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes when we like people would come to your business and they would see you. They remembered you at your business, and then they might see you over at the grocery store in another town and think, man, I know you from somewhere, but you, they got you out of place. Yeah. You know, they, they associate your business with you, and it's easier to remember you that yeah. way. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that'll happen to me. They'll see yeah. me. And they, well, it happens, it happens to me a lot. Yeah. In fact, uh, Year, years ago, when I hit all these businesses in Cincinnati, we couldn't go any place in Cincinnati where I didn't run to somebody I knew. That's so good. Yeah. Your wife probably got tired of you talking to everybody all the time, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, got you in trouble. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. You go so, out with your wife and you spend your, your whole evening with the public. Well, yeah. anyway, we're, we're about a... Hour and 18 minutes in this, so I oh, think we're gonna cut I'll it off. you out, ain't I? No, it's just, oh. you know, there's uh, people listen up to a point. Like one time, we had a crazy beer tasting thing on with, and yeah. this one with pizza, but. I've got three co-hosts when we have the beer and whiskey tasting, and, right. and they each come in different weeks. And, and it's not like a one-on-one -on -one interview. Yeah. And and just start talking about different things. So one time, it lasted almost two hours. I said, nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> one of the biggest audiences we ever had. Isn't that good? <laughs> oh. So, I hope I haven't bored you too much. Oh, I've, no, it's been, it's been great. And again, if uh, anybody's in the area, it's Trackside Pizza, Osgood, Indiana, open Tuesday, to thir Tuesday through Saturday. At what time to what time? We open at 11, and during the week we close at 9. On the weekends we close at 10. 10, okay. Yeah. So, uh, tell you, awful good pizza. And, um, I keep getting confused. I, I I try all these great pizzas, and I don't know which one. There's almost, some are so close it's hard to pick one. But uh, 
And I said, one last thing I gotta tell you this. You know where the village store is in Oldenburg? I do. Well, Matt Fullenkamp, I've known him since he was a little kid. Yeah. And uh, Oldenburg, there's, there's only 700 people in the town, but you know, they, they draw, village store is terrific meat, meatloaf, chicken salad. I mean, their stuff is great. So anyway, Matt put in pizzas. And the first time I saw that, I thought, man, what the heck is this all about? And he has this little electric oven. Now, there's no place to get a pizza in Oldenburg. You have to come in. The closest one is Pizza King and up out by Kroger. Right. So uh, I, t I was talking to him about it. And anyway, it's Hunt's, Hunt Brothers Pizza. Yes. Gas station pizzas. Yes. There are 9,000 locations. So anyway, I thought, well, while we're doing our pizza pairing, let's, let's try, try yeah. it. So sent one of the, asked one of the kids to pick it up for one of the grandkids, and they did. So we had a, a pizza pairing with beer. And uh, anyway, it was pepperoni pizza. And I know it comes in frozen with the sauce and the cheese on it. And then they put the, just the uh, toppings. Yeah. And they run it through this thing. Tried it, and I thought, I, I thought this could be like, just like any other frozen pizza. It, it really wasn't that bad. And yeah. I guess if they got 9,000 locations, they have to do something right. You're right there. And the thing is, I said, Matt, did you sell money? Oh, yeah, 75 or so a week. I said, people, people just come in. They want something quick. They're shopping. They, they, it's convenient. Yeah. And I think that, what, the pizzas are all the same price no matter what toppings you put on. Yeah. $9.99. That's a good deal. I, yeah. But now, it, it does... It, like when we were doing it, it, it doesn't compare to yours. Classic uh, Ison's or Randy's Roadhouse was the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. He had the best crust of the bunch. Isn't that good? <laughs> but, oh. but I'm thinking, how neat is that when you can go shopping in a small town and you don't have to go wait for something he right. can shop, and he gets you pizza. And he called, he said, yeah, it's gas yeah. station pizza. It's, but uh, It's convenient while you're there getting yeah, gas yeah, or and, shopping. And, 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 you know, I I can't remember the last time I had, like, a, a burger from McDonald's or what. The only place I would possibly eat a burger out would be Fresh's because yeah. I grew up on big oh, boys. gosh, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, you know, pizzas, I, I I think we have, at least once a week, we'll have a pizza. Do you? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. and we don't eat, I don't, I can't eat like I used to when I was a kid. I, I could eat a hoagie and a large pizza from Buddy's. Yeah. But 
I was I was burning calories like crazy, playing baseball, playing all sports, you know. And right. Would never put on any weight with it, but uh, we uh, have found that there's a lot of repeat customers about once a week it may order you know and we'll run out to their house maybe on a friday or saturday yeah. night you know they'll they call us and i don't know if it's just tradition or we're the only ones that would go out there or what but well i'll, I'll tell you what that that was it the garbage dump it's a dump truck. Dump truck. <laughs> That's I a mean, good name. You know, you I, might be on to something there, Larry, because when we're over at the prep table, we, we'll have stuff fall off the pizza. What we need to do is make a pizza and just call it the, the garbage pizza. Yeah. Everything that fell off of the rest of them, just dump it on one pizza. But, but I, I mean, I, it's all sanitary. It's just laying right there. I'll tell you, the ingredients, super cheese, sauce, yeah. the crust, everything was just real, really, really good. I and, like that. You might be onto something. We'll call it the garbage pizza. Don't, yeah, don't throw, I don't know. Don't throw pineapples on. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, but I, I love anchovies, but I've never tried an anchovy on a pizza. We don't, we don't have too many people ask for anchovies. Well, I like, I like the salt in the anchovy. Yeah. And if uh, when I was a kid, if I was drinking a beer, I'd love to have anchovies. Just pop an anchovy in my mouth, but. One of our biggest sellers is actually the Chicken Bacon Ranch. I've heard that before. And it's, well, it's really good. But the, the dump truck pizza, the all-meter is a good one. And, of course, pepperoni, you know, that's just a, the, a big, big seller right there. Well, on the 15th of February, my three cohorts and I were going to Creek Bottom Brewery. You know where that is, Gwendolenburg? Oh. It's a... It's a he, he does. No, I, I actually never been there. Okay. Well, this guy's a master brew master and makes wine and everything. And it's, I mean, his, his beer is really good. And uh, we're going to do a podcast there and get the audience involved. And uh, he said what we get... I said, we, we, he wanted to do three pizzas to show which beer could go with each pizza. Pepperoni, Supreme, and a bacon ranch. And I said, well, you know, I know too many people in town. You tell me where you want the pizzas from. And we said, he said, one of my favorites, I really like Chris Gilman. We'll do classic. Yeah. So... Just to be on the safe, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll spring for the pizzas, but get the audience involved in it. Yeah. And I said, they can buy the beer that you're just giving. And we, I can go around afterwards to talk to all of them on the podcast. So I told Chris, I wanted, he, he said to make it right where you each have a decent piece, cut them in six, uh, 16 inch pieces, should be in 16 squares. Right. So I said, well, I want to get five of each, the large. And he said, I, I said, because uh, Steve Stay always said, well, we'll probably only need three of them. I said, well, what if there's 80 people there? And, I mean, you, 
And if there's only 40, then you just give them two pieces of pizza. It won't go to waste. But I, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope the weather is good because uh, I did a podcast with him. This, this guy not only makes good beer and everything, he, he's gone to school for judging things. He can judge wine, judge good. beer, and, and he's just... Uh, He's kind of a master's craftsman, and, and he's an engineer at Cummins. So his wife and son are—I mean, it's just a neat, neat family. And it's a and oh, funny well. thing. Oldenburg's probably not going to renew the lease, but he's trying to stretch it out a little so he can build a place because they don't think it's right that the police department should be— Oh, in the same building. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> a couple of councilmen. That's it's stupid. Because well. there's only, I think there's only one patrol car that runs around Oldenburg, and uh, Steve or his wife uh, Melissa told me that uh, they they might stop there once a month. The yeah. cops. So. But Larry, let me ask you a question. Do you feel like in your lifetime, and, and uh, you got an amazing story, and I just love listening to it, that you've accomplished everything you want to accomplish, or do you still have something out there you'd like to... I don't know. I get bored easily. Yeah, I yeah. can tell you do. Uh, well, see, here's the thing. I, I've taught a lot of women gun classes. Yeah. Safety classes. And, and I... Wrote my first book when I was 80. My second book I finished when I was 81. And then I started podcasting. And I I just don't know if, if there's... I, I'll never write another book. It's too hard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking... Uh, out of the box, I, I really enjoy the podcasting. It keeps my mind sharp. Uh, Pick great people on. I mean, really some uh, good guests, interesting guests. Uh, the veterans right now is really good. Isn't that good? Uh, and uh, yeah. in fact, I'm I'm going to do my own thing because I've already recorded it. But because uh, I'm a veteran, and and I'll probably stop that at ten, and I trying to figure out maybe a different segment or something I want to do. One one thing I've thought about doing and I haven't investigated it because I don't I don't think with the young people it'll be too popular and there's not too many of the old ones left. I still my wife and I still once in a while listen to old time radio. Yeah. And Jack Benny, The Shadows, uh -huh. all this stuff where you had to use your imagination instead of watching all these computer-generated effects in movies and stuff. And I thought about that, but I thought, well, that probably won't be interesting. But I, I, I'd like to come up with something uh, because I'm not going to travel. It's like... I'm, I'm not. I'm at the age. I'm not going to do any more book signings and stuff like that. Because uh, with the gun book, 
you have to be at a gun show. And right. I tried that once for 14 hours. It's just not worth it for me. I really like what you're doing, Larry. You may not realize it, but you're teaching. You really are. You're putting something out there that people can listen to and learn from. Yeah. And that's good. Well, that's it's, really good. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, it's it's kind of neat when um, you have people like, I had two principals from who I've known since they were teenagers, Batesville Tool and Die. Right. And... The, I, and that's on one of my podcasts. Sometimes you have to listen to it. It's with uh, it's with Lance Green, Lance and Rhonda Green. Oh my, and, Lance and Rhonda, you know, go. I go way, way back in late eighties, early nineties, and they were just kind of getting started over well, there at Batesville Tool and Die. We were teenagers. Yeah, we so, was all young yeah. and but yeah. They, and the history, when we went through the company, it's just, it was a phenomenal. In fact, the most pop, well, again, captive market, <laughs> to yeah. die, but right. one of the most popular podcasts we ever had. Isn't that good? Yeah. So, Gosh. And, and I, think, I think people in the community should get to know their neighbors, especially ones that are doing some really good things. And uh, I've tried to have on, well, I've, I've, I've had Cecil on, I've had you on, I've had Chris on, restaurants. Ra Randy at Randy's Roadhouse yeah. has been on. Uh, I've got to get Jeff Batten, the general manager of the Brawl House, but yeah. I, last time I talked to him, he said, well, this one quit, this one quit. And I'm, Work 90 hours last week. Oh, Larry, <laughs> so, I've asked you a couple questions. i got to ask you one more. How, how do you measure success? Monetary? Nah. No. Never. Not nah, at all. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I always wanted to make sure that we raised the kids and we had cash when we retired because, uh, I, you know, you never know how long you're going to live. Right. And I would never, ever want to be a burden on anyone, so, or Nancy. But I, I think, I, I think you measure success by how your family and friends feel about you. That's so good. That's I mean, that's excellent answer. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, money. You have to have money. You, you have to. It's, it, but you also have to be generous with your money. You do. And uh, you know, it's it, you can't live without it, but you can't be obsessed with it either. So true. So, but very true. But uh, yeah, and. Uh, also, I think if uh, if you ever touched somebody's life that made them a better person, I mean, yeah, I I don't think it gets any more successful than that. Sometimes I think back at some of the opportunities I had to reach out and touch people and yeah. say the right words and. And 
I missed some of those opportunities and um, <clears throat> well one of them was with my dad who was going through a terrible hard time and he was a veteran and in fact uh, I wasn't in the service. I actually signed up to go in the Air Force, and then I got hired at UPS, so mm -hmm. I did not go. And it was peacetime then anyway, yeah. so it didn't matter. But my dad, and he had five brothers, so he and all five of his brothers served. And I always felt below them because they all served and I didn't. And a lot of my cousins all served, and I come from a, a family that almost all of them yeah. served pretty much except me. And actually, my brother was in the fighter pilots uh, training, and, and he had to drop out because he said he just didn't have enough math to make it all the mm -hmm. way through, so he dropped out in that. But... Anyway, my dad was going through a hard time during Christmas, and I was in my mid-30s, and he was at my house, and he left and went home, and that was the last time I got to see him. And I was just too naive not to see that dad really needed some help. And, uh, boy, do I have a lot of regret, regrets yeah. not seeing that. And it's that's happened other times in my life. And I actually delivered a pizza to a young man. And he was uh, living in a mobile home there in Osgood, and it was during the week. And when he come to the door, I seen you know, not that I was being nosy, but I noticed he just didn't have much in his little mobile home there. And uh, the the next night he was gone. Wow. And he, yeah, he was very depressed and stuff. And I just wish I could yeah, pick up on the, that. You can't you, save the world. No. It's you, just something you, you know, you... You do what you can do, uh, and I've always felt, well, if I do more good things than I do bad things, I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. And and I and, and as you get older, see it more. I like once once our kids were raised, that gave me more time to concentrate on other things. Yeah. And like, there's not that the kids aren't important. But they all had their own lives. Yes. And and we're fortunately, we have a very close-knit family. I mean, really cl a close-knit family. Yeah. And in the summer when the pool's open on a Sunday, Nancy and I don't know if two people are going to show up or 40 people are going to show up. They, they just come. That's so good. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, yeah. And some of, uh, you know, like one grandkid says, you don't, you don't mind if I bring a couple friends. Well, we don't care. You know, well, yeah, have a want. good time. They're making memories there. Yeah. It'll last them a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and it's, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's what life's all about. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it, you know, you know I, I, 
when you listen to people where like Bezos and these people who got multi-billion dollars. Yeah, give it away, man. You don't need that. Yeah. What's he going to do with it? Yeah, I mean, just stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how, you know, you uh, build a billion-dollar house or you buy a $500 billion yacht? What the hell do you need all that for? You know, just, One of my friends called me just a couple weeks ago and he... He owns about 800 acres of farm ground. We've been good friends since his kids. Well, Duke Energy approached him, and they wanted to put these solar panels on it. And they said, hey, I don't want to mention his name, but they said, hey, you know, we'll give you $21 million over the next 40 years if you just sign a lease and let us lease. I guess it was about 100 acres of it. And he calls me and he said, David, no, what am I going to do with $21 million laying there in cash? I said, it don't mean nothing to me. Yeah. No. The, the ground means more to me. Yeah. He's got farming instilled sure. in him and stuff. And he said, the, the farm ground just means more to me than that. And so he said, I turned it down. I said, you know, I, I don't blame you if it don't mean nothing to you. I yeah. mean, what are you going to do with $21 million? So... Give, I away, think give we, away about twenty million of it. Yeah, we we get to a point in your life like you're thinking that I just then what do you do with it? Yeah. I mean, it don't mean nothing. Yeah, you know, and uh, I I but yeah, I thought. Well, well we're off air. I'll tell you. I, I'll t tell you some what I what I've been doing, but I, I don't want to say. Oh, that's fine. It's, uh, but anyway, we're now at over. An hour and 40 minutes. Oh, my. I'm <laughs> so sorry, Larry. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna, to uh, end this with the national anthem. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, Dave. I've, I've been very entertaining, very informative. And I want to thank everyone for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I will talk to you on the next podcast.